I'm Rachel, the creative director for Ram Dass's Love Serve Remember Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to our Inner Academy, a virtual Dharma Hall where our family of wisdom teachers will help you navigate your daily life by bringing ancient wisdom into a modern context. With over 200 hours of audio and video teachings, meditations, and practices from teachers like Ram Dass, Krishna Dass, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield, Roshi Joan Halifax, Joseph Goldstein, and many more, the Inner Academy is your core resource for finding balance, presence, and navigating the ups and downs of your daily life. The Inner Academy has guidance for every step of your journey. Choose from an annual or monthly membership and gain access to past and future courses, retreat replays, virtual community, and much more. If you've been familiar with Love Server Member Foundation for a while, you'll know that most of our offerings are given freely or on a sliding scale basis. So when you subscribe to the Inner Academy, you're paying it forward and bolstering our ability to continue creating accessible offerings for all in the future, as Ramdas wished for us to do. Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash Inner Academy. Welcome to the Krishna Das Pilgrim Heart Hour. In this podcast, Krishna Das shares his warm-hearted and down-to-earth path to the divine. If you are interested in supporting Krishna Das's podcast, please go to beherenownetwork.com/kd. Yeah. 
Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare 
Hare Rama, 
Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. 
Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare I made a long trip to visit the Taos Ashram recently. The Taos Ashram is a Hanuman temple that was started by we Westerners. Ramdas uh, had a, a Hanuman Murti uh, made in Jaipur, India, which is the famous place for, for marble carvings of Murtis. And uh, it was brought by ship to America and driven out to New Mexico. And uh, that's what the Taos Ashram is. It says, I feel very close to Maharaji there. How can I deepen my relationship with him? I try to chant to him and do my japa with him in mind. Well, that's exactly what you can do. And you can talk to him. You can read about him. You can have a dialogue going on with him in your head, whatever you want to do. Uh, but of course, uh, all of it leads to us shedding our belief system of ego, of separate self around which all our stuff orbits. So regular practice, whatever you do, try to do it regularly. You know, even if it's for a few minutes a day, try not to miss a day, whatever it is, no matter how tired you are, just try to do a little practice. You can always find some time and that'll be very helpful. And read about it, read the books about him. You know, there's now there's quite a few books about him. You know, there's... There's Ram Dass's first book, Miracle of Love. There's Dada's two books, By His Grace and The Near and the Dear. There's uh, a book called Love Everyone by Parvati Marcus, which is a compilation of, from the diaries of many of us Westerners who were there at that time. Uh, there's Larry Brilliant's book called Sometimes Brilliant about Maharaji and how he uh, 
created the situation for the eradication of smallpox in India. Smallpox is a disease, a horrible disease, that over, killed over 500,000 people a year, many of them women and children, young children. Uh, and now it's been eradicated from the planet. So, and there's a few other books. Uh, Rabu Josi was an old devotee of Maharaji and Siddhima. He wrote a book about Maharaji. And there's some others out there. Did Maharaji ever smoke the chillum? What did he say about people smoking the chillum? Chillum. Chillum is a clay pipe in which tobacco is smoked, but actually also hashish, charas, is also smoked in a chillum. And I think that's what this person is asking about. No, as far as I know, Maharaji never smoked chillum. He didn't encourage it. He said, if smoking hash would get you to God, I'd put, I'd put us put you in a room full of it and I'd come in and we'd all smoke it together. He said, but it doesn't work. And in fact, it'll destroy your health. That's what he said about it. And uh, so I smoked once in a while. I wasn't a big smoker, really. But one day he looked at me and he said, promise me you won't smoke chillum anymore. You won't smoke hash. And I said, okay. And then I kind of started to think about it. I'm standing there right in front of him and I'm thinking. So I, I said, but Baba, what if I'm back in America and somebody offers me a hash at, at a party? And what did it? And he looked at me with like such, he feigned such disgust. And he said, ha, if you can't do a little thing like that, how will you ever find God? And he slammed the windows, <laughs> the doors of the windows in my face. Uh, he made a point. So I don't, I I almost never smoked it after that, almost, and I haven't smoked it years and years and years and years. So he was not okay with it, although he did say that for sadhus who lived outside, you know, there are certain sects of sadhus who live who never come into houses, or they live in the jungle, and they live outside without any shelter. He said for sadhus like that, they smoke hash, to protect them from the cold, and they cover themselves with ash to keep them keep their bodies warm. So, but for us, he was totally against it. Did Mr. Torre ever talk about what he experienced during his samadhi? No, he never did. Not to me. I I heard from someone else. I think that he once said that he had he had. In his meditation, he had had visions of all the deities in his meditations. But I don't know. I don't think that was... Yeah, I, have not, I, I really don't know. He didn't speak about what he experienced in Samadhi. But, you know, I, I, I should tell you this. Soon, we are going to release... We've, we've been in the, we're in the process of making a short film about Mr. Tawari. And there are many interviews from the Westerners. There's a lot of footage of him. And uh, uh, we, it, it's coming together. It, it's really pretty nice, very sweet. So I think you'll enjoy it. One of the things he says in the film, which I remember, is that Maharaji never taught him anything. 
He never gave him instruction verbally. Tawari said that uh, everything he learned, he learned in dreams or in, in meditation. Mostly he said in dreams. So I guess Maharaji would t- teach him in his dreams. He told me once he had this dream that he, he was visited by a golden yogi, a beautiful golden yogi. And the yogi was teaching him how to unlock the chakras so that he could leave the body, you know, leave the body for good, leave the body behind. And they were going through the chakras one by one, and they got about halfway up, and Maharaji showed up in the room, and he said, what's he telling you? It's easy. That's bullshit. All you have to do is this. And Maharaji went like this, and Tawari went gone. So he had, he was something else. I mean, And all this happened. He's, he held down a job. He was the headmaster of a big school. Raised a family. Unbelievable. What great beings they were. They are. Did Maharaji ever ask anyone to renounce? Why don't saints ever ask people to be like them? What if any person wanted to leave family and be with Maharaji full-time in service? Your question shows that you think you're running the show. And you think that you're ready for something that you don't have. Uh, you think you're, you may be thinking that you're qualified for a deeper type of consciousness experience. But the bad news is that you're not. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Your own attachments and desires have created your world. Now, deal with it. Find Maharaji in it right now, in your world, because he's there. He's here all the time. But you don't know how to look. We don't know how to look. We think we're qualified for, you know, higher states of consciousness. And actually, Maharaji said that higher states of consciousness cannot be brought about by the use of your personal will. Can I say that again? The more higher, subtle states of consciousness, Siddhima herself told me this, then Maharaji said to her that he never told her to meditate. He never asked her to meditate. He asked her to japa, the repetition of the name. But he never told her to sit down and meditate. And he told her that the higher states, the more subtle states of consciousness can't be created by your own personal will. But through service to others and repetition of the name and, and purification of the heart, those states will arrive and arise when you're ready. So please try to get over the fact that you think you're ready for more than you have. You're exactly where you are because of your own stuff. You can't, 
There are no shortcuts. And if you leave your family behind, aren't they God too? Don't they deserve to be served by you since that's, that's your desires that created that situation? There's nowhere you can go where you're not there, where your stuff is not there. When Maharaji sent me back to America, after two and a half years, he kept me there for two and a half years. He got my visa extended and allowed me to stay. He said, you have to go back to America. You have attachment there. And I had planned to stay in India the rest of my life. I was never going back to America. So I can relate to what you're saying. And then he said, you go back to New York, go back to America. You have attachment. I didn't know what he was talking about. But he said, go back. Now I know, 50 years later, I understand. Every single thing that's happened to me and happened in my life from that moment to this moment is what he was talking about. I wasn't ready. I could not let go. I could not surrender. I had too much stuff to work through, karmas to work through. You can't, you can't escape your karmas. You have to live with them and be with them and find a way to meet each moment in an open space. It's not easy. But there's Maharaji's not somewhere else than where you are right now. So try to get over that. Did Maharaji ever allow him his to be photos taken of him? <laughs> you know, up be, before the Westerners got there, there were very few pictures of Maharaji. Very few. Actually, some lately, some old black and white photos have been surfacing over the years that were taken that people put away. But. Uh, One of the Westerners, Balaram Das, had a very nice camera. And Rameshwar Das and Chaitanya, they had cameras. And he let us take photos. He let the Westerners take as many photos as they want. Balaram was incredible. He used to sit there. Maharaj would be sitting on the tucket. Balaram would sit there and he'd be looking at Maharaj through the camera like this. And then Maharaji would be go, he'd go like this, and Balaram would click. In fact, you know, where's the, that? This picture is one of those pictures that Balaram took. He'd be like, he let us out because we, uh, you know, people would come there and take pictures and then try to sell them. There was a photographer in town in Nanital who, uh, you know, we'd try to come and take a picture and then sell it to people in the shop. But we weren't selling pictures. We just wanted pictures. And he, he let us have whatever we wanted. Okay, did anyone ever speak bad to Maharaji? What was his reaction when someone spoke ill of him? 
I'm remembering. Sometimes, you know, Maharaji had all, all kinds of devotees, from the poorest, poorest of the poor to the richest, richest of the rich. And I think at one point, uh, someone criticized him and said he was the Baba of the rich. And he loved it. He laughed. He said, ha, I'm the Baba of the rich. I'm the Baba of the rich. He laughed. He didn't care what people said about him. He didn't care. But he, what he didn't like was duplicity. He used to say, people come here and they think they can fool me. I go on fooling the whole world. And people come here and think they can fool me. And he laughed. Because he saw everything. He, the past, the present, and the future were all available to him. He saw everything. He saw everything about everybody. And people would come there and try to bullshit him about something. Actually, one time, uh, some people came to him and asked him if they could use his name to raise money for a school for children. And for whatever reason, Maharaji said, no, you can't use my, don't use my name to raise money for your school. At other times, he was might have said yes, but for this particular people, for whatever reason, he said no. And then later on, it was found out that they, in fact, did use his name to raise money for this situation. And Maharaji heard about it and he said, I won't do anything, but they themselves have started themselves spinning and they will spin for lifetimes. You know, they must have used that money in very uh, negative ways. Something must have been very wrong with, with their intentions. And they were trying to fool Maharaji and fool people by using his name. And he didn't want that to happen. But he said, I won't do anything. I'm not going to punish them. But they themselves have... have started themselves spinning, and they'll spin for lifetimes. So, please, let's try to be as honest and sincere and good-hearted as we can, because it's hard to do that. And we will have to live with the karmas that we ourselves put in motion. So... Let's try to keep in mind what we do want in life. What's really important to us and the people around us and the people in the world. And try to generate kindness and compassion instead of selfishness and greed, etc., etc. Somebody wants to know what Hare and Hari means in chant. Hari, H-A-R-I, means Vishnu. And Vishnu is the, the being that incarnates as Ram and Krishna, etc. Hare, well, it depends who you ask. Uh, Hare can mean also Hari, Vishnu, or Rama, Krishna. It can also mean, hey, you know, like, wow, hail, like that. 
every 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 group has their own way of bending things to work the way they want. Don't worry about it. Did Maharaji ever want people to do this or that sort of penance or meditation or go to this place or that place for pilgrimage for their benefit? Well, it's possible. I don't know too many stories like that. I mean, for instance, Mr. Tawari had very bad tuberculosis. And Maharaji cured him of that. He took it away. And then after he did that, he said, from now on, though, you have to be fruitarian. You, no grains, no pulse, pulses anymore. Only fruits and dairy and buckwheat. In India, buckwheat is actually considered to be a fruit because of the way it's grown or something like that, the way it grows. It's not considered to be a grain. So fruitarians, and there are many in India, they can eat buckwheat. And so buckwheat can be made into porridge, it can be made into chapati bread. And this is what Tuari ate his whole life after that, after he was cured of tuberculosis by Maharaji. Um, you know, for the Westerners, mostly he just... If he told us to go somewhere, it was mostly just to get rid of us, you know. He didn't really, uh, I don't remember him sending us on any pilgrimages. Outwardly, maybe he, you know, inwardly he, he led us to places, but I, I don't remember offhand. Uh, I would appreciate this insight. Sometimes I worry about having the right answer and very judgmental about outcomes. Would Katie have any thoughts on ways not to worry about the right answer and enjoy the process of finding a wholesome and healthy answer and not be so hinged on being right or what I think is right? Well, you know, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Um, you know, Bernie Glassman, a great Zen master, used to talk about Buddha's teachings. And in, in the Buddha's teachings, Buddha talks about the four noble truths, the four you know, uh, noble meaning eternally true, eternal truths. Well, not eternal, but absolute truth. So, but Bernie used to talk about the four noble opinions. <laughs> because he said if it's a truth, then you can't, there's no discussion, you know, that's it. But if it's an opinion, we can discuss and, and get into it. So I don't know. I don't know what exactly what you're feeling here. Uh, 
if you're if you have a lot of egoistic uh, investment in being right about things, then certainly you're going to be in trouble because all we have is our own opinions. Period. We don't. Nobody. Nobody knows absolute truth. We have our opinions. We have our version of reality. So if that's a if that's an issue for you, you know, just relax. And about finding a wholesome and healthy answer, and not be saying. It sounds like your judgmental mind is going crazy. The whole question is is based on you judging yourself very harshly. So I think you need to find out why you do that. Why you're judging yourself so harshly. Why you're so hard on yourself. Give yourself a break. Why not? You can do it. Nobody else can. Have I sung in their Ukraine? Yeah, I have a few times. A few times? Uh, twice. I loved the people there. I loved it there. I, the people were so great. And they were... Uh, I, I really felt very close to the people I met in the Ukraine. Uh, I, uh, boy... I mean, they were developing businesses. My friend started a Dharma center, a holistic center with good food and meditation and yoga classes. <sighs> Boy. It's just terrible what people do to people. For what? Who gives a shit? Well, people seem to. Nobody seems to want to live in peace. Everybody wants to grab more and more and more, and that's, that's at the basis of everything. All the suffering, greed, and people not knowing how to be at ease with themselves and with what they have. And people not knowing how to share. It's terrible. Horrible. Just horrible. They're killing people there. For what reason? And what about the soldiers who are getting killed? The Russian soldiers. They bought into something and now they're thrown into a battle where they're going to lose their lives? For what? Every war that's ever been fought is horrific. There's no such thing as a righteous war. Righteous killing. Killing is killing, whatever you think the reasons are. It's horrific. So what can we do? Somebody says, I'm losing my faith in humanity. Well, <laughs> you're losing your faith in what you thought humanity was. But if you look at what humanity is, you see human beings are fucked. They have all kinds of problems. The whole range from the, from totally negative to good people. And many people have both of them in there. Most of us have a mixture of light and dark. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that's accurate to lose your faith in humanity. Actually, you're seeing humanity. We're seeing humanity. War, killing, greed, anger, viciousness. This is humanity. And yet, there is within every single being 
a pure being, a pure soul, Buddha nature. But people don't see that. That's the real hara. Because out of that ignorance of knowing who we are, which would fill us with bliss, and there'd be no reason to hurt any being. We don't see it. We don't see it. How do you keep the senses and mind from keeping you from making spiritual progress? You pay attention. You do practice. The senses and the mind, they're not going to keep you from doing practice. That's who you are. That's where you're identified right now. When you sit down to meditate or to chant or do some practice, that's when you notice what a slave we are to our thoughts and emotions. Until you add a practice to your life, you don't get to see that. You're just totally in dreamland, bouncing off of everything that happens all day long. So you do, when you're doing, sincerely doing practice, that's when you get a chance to release again and again the thoughts and emotions and the negativity that causes suffering. Are my plaid shirts inspired by Maharaji's blankets? Actually, no. As strange as that may seem. And it was many years after I started wearing plaid shirts, somebody said, well, it's like Maharaji's blanket. I went, oh, yeah, right. It was for another reason that I wore plaid. He told me to wear red. So after I gave up trying to be the hell's angel of Kirtan and stopped wearing black T-shirts all the time, I started to wear red. But I didn't feel comfortable wearing total red shirts because in India that has a certain connotations. So I got red plaid. Because actually Maharaji didn't wear red much. The only time he wore red in the two and a half years that I was with him in India was on June 15th, 1972, which was the day of the Hanuman Temple Bandara in Kenchi, celebration of the opening, the day that the Hanuman Temple was opened in the late 60s, 60s. So every June 15th, they have a celebration. And on June 15th, 1972, I was in the hospital in Nanital, and I missed the Bandara. And I missed seeing him in a red blanket. Where is that book? And on the cover of... Uh, I don't have it right here. On the cover of the, the, the book of prayers and hymns that they do at Kenchi, uh, you see a picture of Maharaji wearing the red blanket. Uh, everything, you know, I have like one room and everything disappears here. I don't know why. Anyhow, so that's that. Okay, so or somebody's asking, what was my biggest insight from your time with Maharaji? So 
so many things would happen in a day. Why don't you read that book, Love Everyone, that Parvati Marcus put together? Because that's taken from the diaries of many of the Westerners who were there at, at that time, the first group of Westerners who were there. And there's a lot in there about, you, there's a lot of, uh, people would write down stuff that happened during the day. And my stuff is, some of my stuff is in there too. I think you'll really like that. Love Everyone by Parvati Marcus. Really good book. Okay, that's it for today. Om Ham Hanumate Nama Om Ham Hanumate
सियाराम बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु मोहि हरहु कलेश बिकार सियावर राम चंद्र पढ़े राम 
if we know anything about a path at all. If we know that there might be a way to live in this world in a good way, with an open heart, without fear. It's only because of the great beings that have gone before us on this path. Out of their love, out of their kindness, they left some footprints for us to follow. So, in the same way that they wish for us, in the same way that they wish for us, we wish that all beings everywhere, all of us, be safe, be happy, that all of us have good health and enough to eat. And may we all live in peace and at ease of heart, at ease of heart with whatever comes to us in life. Oh, shine.